good to see you out there tonight. It's me, Karis from the Uncertainties. Oh, I, can't, I didn't say that properly. Uncertainties. Uncertainties. And... Hello, London! <laughs> Thank you for coming out tonight. It's really lovely to see you. Holly here. For the fourth time, back by popular demand. <laughs> If anyone has been following Holly or and I on any forms of social media, you will know that this has become quite a beloved member of the house. It's a little rose gold baby. Honestly, I think it's the best, it's the best sort of coping tool for lockdown. Didn't you, you were on a meeting quite recently and they were like, so what kind of, yeah, they literally said, what coping mechanisms? And everyone was like, fart. And you were like, my karaoke microphone has actually got me through some of the darkest periods of lockdown. <laughs> Honestly, every lunchtime as well, I feel when our energy's a bit low, we just do a song each. It is I the just, perfect stressed, morale booster. You know, just, like, just need to do a song and I'll be fine. Just get out that nervous energy. Yeah, yeah it works it so well. <laughs> it does, it definitely does. It's probably better for you than a workout. Actually, we my, know that. My Fitbit logs karaoke as exercise. Annie's logs how much? On the weekend? Like, I feel like it was like, yeah, it was like a, an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Honestly. That is actually ridiculous. Um, Hol, how are you doing? How are you coping? I'm good. I'm not going to lie, Karis. For the first time in about, I would say now a year, I am a bit, it's a Monday and I'm a bit hungover still. <laughs> we had a bit of a crazy Saturday we night. We had a little bit cray cray on Saturday. We're just trying to change things up, you know, make it a bit more exciting. And I posed um, a Mexican night to the girls, which was very well received by you both. And it was amazing, but there was, was a lot crazy. of tequila. I was sick. There was a lot and of vomiting. <laughs> there was... Isn't that shocking? But if you if you said to anyone who knows us which person is sick out of the three yeah. of us, it would definitely, definitely, everyone would always guess me. I can't yeah. believe I was the one that didn't get sick. I think I'm the biggest lightweight of the three of us. Really? We were drinking exactly the same amount of alcohol because we were making. We were saying this is a fantastic scientific experiment. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah, we drank exactly. We were cooking all the of same. our margaritas in batches. Do you say cooking? Baking? No. <laughs> baking. We were baking a margarita. Oh, did you? Know? I thought you said I'm cooking a margarita. I and I was like, oh, is that like myself. a cool term? Like cooking cooking some margs. Honestly, though, we were we were drinking exactly the same amount the whole night. Yeah. We, we were all completely on the same level. And then I just... It just hit, it just hit just, you a little bit quicker, didn't it? I just, like I could just tell when you were like... I'm going to take myself to bed. <laughs> I was like, you go, girl. You, and then I got go. into bed and thought... I'm going to take myself to the <laughs> loop. <laughs> to that toilet seat. Oh, my God. But one thing that did come out of, of um, our drunken Mexican night was Sunday morning TV in the, in the form of the new Tracy Beaker series. Honestly. I have no words. Honestly. Seven-year-old me was so excited. I was also talking to someone at work about it this morning. The the themes that they tackled in oh, this, so this three-part series of the three My Mark, which we sessioned in one sitting. We watched an hour and a half of Tracy Beaker. Yeah. And honestly, they tackled 
drug abuse, depression, <laughs> cheating. Obviously, foster care is foster care is yeah. that is its own thing. Like being a single parent, yeah. living on a council estate, all of these issues that they tackled how money doesn't make very you happy. quickly yeah very very quickly it was just like boom 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 yeah. boom boom one after the other yeah. i am still unsure as to who the audience no, is I'm for this sure. because it is very dark i would say it was darker than like eastenders i also think if you didn't watch tracy you could this as a standalone just doesn't make much sense. I, mean, I don't think it would be that good. It doesn't really tie into anything <laughs> I don't else. I think this is a good introduction to Tracy Beaker. To Tracy, <laughs> the world of Tracy Beaker. Yeah. Yeah, it was, there was a lot. The acting. I actually feel so mean to say this, but... Look, do, we can admit that Tra- the OG Tracy Beaker was iconic. It was like nothing we'd ever seen. It was, am- it was Jacqueline Wilson's best and we lived for it. But my God... They've taken a quite a dark, dark, dark I, turn. I just feel like we were sold a bit of a lie. I know. Like, Tracy Beaker's act like she's not a good. <laughs> she. <laughs> Sorry, Danny do. Harlan, I love you, but <laughs> it was shocking. <laughs> the bit of I would say the highlight is when um, is when she got really angry and was like punched the, punch the wall, but like quite a few times as yeah. well. It was like, oh, oh. Yeah. It was very anger intense. Management. That is yeah, anger management. So honestly, just so many, so many quite deep issues yeah. in a really short space of time. Yeah. But the most important thing is um, Sean Godfrey. Sean Godfrey. <laughs> the introduction, or I should say, reintroduction of Sean Godfrey. I'd say. Yeah, just to give very quick because it all happened very quickly so it's, you can really give the plot in a I'll say right now spoiler alerts to anyone who's dying to watch My Mum Tracy is that what it's called? Yeah, my Mum Tracy Beaker yeah, or is it Mum and Me Tracy Beaker My Mum Tracy Beaker because it's actually from the perspective of Jess Beaker is that her name? and bless her she was that was a brilliant performance from that little actress <laughs> I would I, say that was the best acting. She's the, no, she's dare I say that little seven year old girl carried the show. Yeah, I think she, she might have. Would I say it was fantastic acting? I'm not sure, but compared to the others, yeah. she was definitely carrying Sean Godfrey it. Was not a good actor. Sean Godfrey, bless <laughs> his heart. He is a sexy, sexy man, but yeah. he has got zero acting. So Guess what else he's been in? Because yeah, I have IMDb'd him since. Is he? He's not actually West Ham. Next West Ham player, is it? <laughs> no. That, well, obviously his acting is that good if you believed him in well, that role. Think. He is, he is. No, he was in Homeland. Is that kind of crazy? Oh, gosh. The Claire Danes, like, How series. I would like to see the career journey. That's what I mean. Homeland. In the space of a year, <laughs> in the space of a year, he has gone from Homeland to my mum, Tracy Beaker. Can't and I would love part. to know his agent and the conversations that they were having that led him to that yeah. point. This is a big recommendation that I would actually, I would say don't dedicate your Saturday night to it, but <laughs> if you're hungover and you want something honestly shit, but also really funny. Yeah, something that's gonna, you know, just hark back to those glory yeah. kind of childhood days, I would definitely recommend. We lo- I don't think we were meant to laugh, but we laughed. We laughed. Most of the way through. Oh, we laughed. Oh, did we laugh? <laughs> Yeah, the ridiculousness of the storyline. And also, I think the thing is um, how they have to all say 
the full names of people yeah. so instead of just being like oh my god yeah me and sean are gonna get together she was like sean sean godfrey <laughs> <laughs> what what's going on with you sean godfrey like it was just very bizarre the writing was incredibly bizarre yeah. i couldn't really figure it out i was so good having jesse little at <gasps> that Tracy. was actually pretty epic that face off and peter but definitely not the same actor yeah, I did not recognise him. That guy was a little bit odd. I hate to say it. <laughs> he was quite odd, the character, I hate though, to say back it. in the day. Was he? I don't really remember. Maybe I'll go back and watch the OG Tracy yeah, Beaker. I feel like that would be more fulfilling. Bog off! <laughs> and they said that in this one as well, didn't they? Bog off! That was oh, the catchphrase. God, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Best thing I've watched in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> The Undoing, I May Destroy You, <laughs> and my mum, Tracy Beaker. <laughs> um, and the other thing that's also been completely, um, over, not overwhelming, what's the word, but like just everywhere in the press is the hashtag Mexit, Harry and Meghan, yeah. the news of, let me get it up, I've actually... I'm just confused because I thought that this isn't i thought this happened like a year me ago. too me too so it's kind of crazy but um basically harry and Meghan um were hoping to create an opt-in progressive role for, with the royal family or within the royal family uh, and they've been um forced to relinquish their royal patronage is that what it's called patronage but i thought that already happened so what's different they've so they've had to relinquish everything so i think the idea was before that they they were still doing small roles for the royal family and now they're they're like almost completely disassociated i think which has quote unquote saddened the queen who said that it was not possible to continue with their roles in their statement harry and meghan said we can all live a life of service service is universal prompting accusations that they were sticking their two fingers up at the institution of monarchy and being disrespectful to the queen. Do you know what? It's been met with a lot of backlash from a lot of people. <laughs> I have two thoughts on this. Firstly, I am, it's not that I'm a big Megan fan, but I'm very anti Megan hate. Like, I just yeah. think that it just, I'm just like, at this point, leave, just leave them alone, let them do whatever they want. Yeah, me too. I'm totally care. with you. I'm, I'm so against the smear campaign that yeah, the, the tabloid press shocking. have. They've pursued Meghan so aggressively just, for like, I mean, when did they get married? They mm. got married in like 2016, 2017. That's four years of her life being very aggressively pursued by the press. And I think we'll probably come back to the Britney dog, but... Oh my God, yeah. yeah. We should discuss that. But I feel like the narrative of that documentary is how bad was it back in the day when we used to, the press used to treat people Yeah, the like paparazzi. That. I'm just like, well, nothing's changed. That's how you, that's how Megan is treated by the press. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, secondly, on that point, <laughs> um, I don't really care about the royal family and it's not I don't like I just don't care either way I don't have an opinion no me either I, I find it really baffling no we are I find it honestly baffling how much airtime they get like the oversaturation of, of documentaries and, and just news yeah, constantly just so can you imagine this on the guardian alone when I typed this in there were at least 10 other um document documents columns written about the exact same subject 
what else in this world gets that much airtime big fat quiz of the year that last year there was 26 tv shows about the royal family i mean that's just fucking ridiculous and my other point sorry which we were saying earlier is just like people have got so angry about megan and harry um not doing their royal duties anymore but like I would like one person to tell me how it affects their life. Their life in personally. Anyway, <laughs> I like I if someone showed me my life when they did their royal duties and showed, <laughs> showed, showed my life to me. After, is there a dramatic difference? Because if there the is, I would like to know. That's what I mean. It's just like. Do you know what I think? Care. People excuse it by the excuse always, and the rhetoric around this always is. Oh, it's the taxpayers' money, and the, like that—that's kind of the relation, isn't it? It's like that's how we try and associate ourselves to the yeah. royal family by being like but, we're paying for their lives and all of this stuff. But ultimately, like, there's a lot of things that the taxpayer pays for yeah. that we're completely not involved in and don't give a shit about. So why is the royal family yeah. that one thing that we all fixate on? Like this, it like we should be so invested in their lives. It's just like exactly oh, God. And- CBA. I don't know what the actual <laughs> I don't know what the actual statistics are, but um, and again, just want to don't at the me. Caveat, the caveat also that I don't care, but um, I just sort of really, really have. I don't care, but I just, home the point. Know, we don't care. I, I'm basically anti people having too much of an opinion on the royal family. Yeah, and the reason why that is stupid that the taxpayer money thing, and I do like part of me is like, yeah, I don't think we should fund the royal family i think they're so outdated but yeah if you look at the amount that the taxpayer pays towards the royal family and the amount that the that the, that the uk brings in through the economy just from people coming to yeah see no related I... to the royal family it's like it's like a couple of million or something compared to like 60 billion or something that's actually i pulled those figures out of my ass absolutely <laughs> no but i, know I would that love those are, it's like <laughs> Complete they, fact. The, the money that goes into our economy through the royal family is so much more than the amount that we... The, the like, kind of, like, recruitment of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, they're a big part of tourism in the UK. Okay, 550 million for tourism. That is insane, That's the monarchy fair. generates. Um, so... I just can't believe yeah. that people are that um, invested. Oh, but it costs 67 million. So, yeah, it's still, like... 500 million. Yeah. That was some pretty quick and um, inaccurate maths yeah. from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, I think my answer to your question or this, the topic... The topic at hand. The topic at hand. Yeah. Put on the table, my answer is just like, just let people be happy and let do what people they want to do. Yeah, it does not involve the rest of us. Yeah, it's not harming anyone. Is it? Is it? Like, am I missing something? Is I don't what? think so. Apparently it's harming the Queen. That's what everyone thinks, that it's not fair on the oh Queen. Oh, God. She... She's lived like a 19 years, very privileged life. I think yeah, she'll get over I it. she'll get over it. Does she really care? No. <laughs> she's got bigger things to worry she about. She really, I yeah. Prince Andrew again. And also up. she's got like private shell oh, yeah. bank accounts. That's, that's probably nice why. Scratch, yeah, exactly. She's probably the one circulating this, oh being gosh. like, oh, we need to detract from the fact that everyone's found out I have private equity. <laughs> can, you just, can you just shove it over to Megan for a little bit? Because I can't oh, be fucked with this right do you now. Know what? You're joking, but I bet that's, that's true. true. Yeah, they do do shit like that, though, don't yeah. they? When they're like, oh, we need to cover something up. Like, what do we have in the pipeline? And then yeah. they just, yeah. 
So yeah, maybe that's what it is. Because no one's really talking about that. I feel like it was... Someone also told me that that's what they did with... Um, that They had that with the Madeleine McCann story. When the yes. Black Lives Matter thing was happening. Literally the next day after the protests. So like Madeleine McCann's they just uh, put that, murderer. And it was like, not, we've not learned anything new. This is just a suspect that's been a suspect for a while. Yeah, yeah, crazy. There was a theory going around that they basically just wanted to kind of squash the Black Lives Matter protests um like the coverage if that is so true that just... is absolutely despicable yeah that's another sorry only because i've um been reading in uh the film trade press at the moment there's going to be another six-part madeline mccann documentary that's just been commissioned yeah. and that is yet another thing where you're like the over like you're it, this is just pure exploitation at this yeah. point like why we've got all of the facts we lived it like we've experienced yeah. the whole investigation why do we need more like yeah. who is this for no. i just don't understand it it makes no sense it's mad to me yeah like the royalist stuff and madeline, madeline mccann, McCann stuff. you're so right it's just been I'm so <laughs> exploited <laughs> i just don't get it um the other thing that i wanted to chat to you about and i know that this is a bit behind on the news but i feel like i have to just talk about it anyway is of course the 2021 golden globe nominations yeah. because they came out it's actually happening really soon in fact i think in a few days time but i think people were very quick to acknowledge the absence and it was felt um of michaela cole's hbo bbc masterpiece i may destroy you i was shooketh yeah. when I saw that she hadn't been nominated. And I think um, what really hit this home, is that the right phrase? It's definitely not. Made this hit home. Made it hit home. <laughs> is um, the fact that... Yeah, I know what you're going to say. That uh, Michaela literally bared her entire soul for this piece of, like, actual art. You can and call it an art. You can call it an education... Like it was an yeah. education piece that I would honestly so educative, say should yeah. be put into curriculum. Yeah, totally. That is the first time that we've opened ourselves I up so to... so much about consent. Yeah, the conversation I... around consent. We've never in our lives watched something that has delved that deep yeah. or even, yeah, like even touched the sides of that conversation. It was amazing. Everyone that I watch is like... Everyone I watch. Everyone that I've spoken to who's watched it says that they've needed like... They can you can only watch one episode at a time and you need, you know, days to just deconstruct yeah. and like really think about everything that happens in each episode because it's just so carefully crafted and it is like it genuinely is a piece of art. And she like pulled from her own devastating personal experience to create something that like amazing and beautiful and like she was the full showrunner. She wrote it, she directed it, she produced it, she acted she in it. Casting. She did everything and didn't get a, an ounce of recognition for that. And yet, Emily in fucking Paris, I can't even say the words out loud, it makes me so angry, has been nominated for not one, Holly, but two, two Golden Globes. Riddle me that. I know, I don't understand it. I mean, even the script writer for Emily in Paris came out and said it shouldn't have gone. I mean, I have no, I actually have no words. No, I don't. It's and I, shocking. Is, I'm sure when Lily Collins took that role, she was just like, this, this is, is just going to be a fun thing, you know, it's just going to be a nice, 
It's a free trip like, to Paris. Yeah, like it's all the ones I loved before. It's just going to be a fun. <laughs> it is. It is yeah, exactly it's that. Just, it's just it a bit of a naff thing that people would enjoy. And I it will truly. Be, like, we, you know, be consumable, like you know, what's the word? Addictive, consumable, but yeah. it's, not, it's not a critically acclaimed. So I think she was probably like, "What the fuck?" Okay. No, I would honestly have rather to all the boys I loved before get nominated than Emily in Paris. This, I, I, the thing I'm so, like sad about is I wonder if she knows because on one hand I wouldn't want her to kind of you know be trolled or whatever. But who, who um, Lily Collins? Yeah. At the same time, I just want her to kind of be like not that she should have her nomination taken away from her, but, but I just I, want her but to it, acknowledge it's not her, her fault. No, it's not her fault. But I just, I just want some accountability like I want some accountability of but the the accountability I think lies with, with the Hollywood her. foreign press it does it doesn't sit with her like she's not said hi no, I want a nomination please no, however it is done, but... it is a perfect perfect example and people have written loads about this and I will not be able to say it anywhere near as like um eloquently as them but it's a perfect example of um yeah, like, the difference between, like, black excellence and, like, yeah. white privilege, a.k.a. the idea that um, black people feel the need, or they don't even feel the need, they have to meet a level of excellence just to be considered subpar at something, mm-hmm. whereas white people in professions can just glide through, yeah. pro- you know, their professional or personal, well, no, not personal, sorry, professional lives by doing essentially the bare minimum, and that is what this has proven here. It's like just a covert racism within yeah. the entertainment industry. And what does that show to like lots of black creatives who are like, who have seen and celebrated Michaela Cole's work and been like, oh wow, like even that isn't going to get the recognition, even when the world was talking about it. Like it's insane. It is, it is so crazy, and it wasn't just that, was it? I feel like I saw a photo of all of the sort of. Not the female nominees mm. all lined up, and it was just like there was like bare, there was the lack of representation yeah. is actually a joke. But... Also, shooketh that Bridgerton didn't get any. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get a show of hands for everyone who's crying over Bridgerton right now? Unbelievable. Uh, oh. To be fair, I can as obsessed as I <laughs> as consumed and obsessed as I was with Bridgerton, I recognise that it's probably not. An award winner. I'm not gonna lie to you. I again, I would rather Bridgerton got the nomination than fucking Emily in Paris. Yeah. I really would have. Yeah. There was a bit more craftsmanship and there. It, I think I saw this thing that you saw, which was like the difference between them, um, between Michaela Cole and Lily Collins. Oh yeah. And her Lily Collins is literally just like, um basically a middle-class like american girl goes to paris and tries to make she's 24 in the series as well isn't she she's like oh i'm 24 and like a manager and you're like what is going on this is not real life yeah like that's actually the part she's yeah yeah yeah. also it's incredibly yeah i was gonna say incredibly offensive to to french people (laughs) that's the plot (laughs) and also has has an affair doesn't she with that guy who's a chef an American girls struggle to make French people like her. That's Honestly, the, the plot was <laughs> worse than Mary Kate and Ashley passport to Paris. It's <laughs> really Honestly. That is really too much. Um, what books have you been reading, by the way, recently? So 
I have been reading. God, I just can't even remember. I'm definitely. I not feel like you as much as you I get was. through a lot of books like completely like under the radar. I'm a, well, I'm in a I'm in a book club at the moment. I'm aware because I've mentioned many a time that I would like to be a part of it. I and know, and never well, picked up on that club. here. Holly, you know, and don't, I tried to join don't insult club. me by saying I had a book club because we both know full well that the book club crashed and yeah, burned. Basically, I wanted to join your book club and so I was looking for one. And then I'm, there was loads of people at my work who were avid readers. So I actually started one with my work. There's now 12 of us. I started it. Most of the people have left. But we still are just like, it's still like a work thing. Okay, nice. But we're meeting. So, once a, lot a of month. I quite like nonfiction. I'm just not into nonfiction at the moment, especially. I'm not a massive nonfiction person. I it depends like when on I the book. Off but... at the moment, in lockdown, you feel so. You spend so much time consumed by like, yeah. And just overthinking everything and just worrying about your mental health. And I feel like when I'm reading a nonfiction, I'm just. I can't. I don't like to. I don't want to have to sit there and be able to kind of retain information. I want to just escape. Es- 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 escape- it's escapism. escapism. That's what we all need, fiction. isn't it? I'm a bit of a fiction snob, not gonna lie. <laughs> but what I'm not, I can't think what I've read. I did actually read this a really good book that someone in book club um, suggested called Lost Connections. And it was basically this guy who had like clinical depression. And how oh, yeah, you that's that's non fiction, really though, isn't it? It's a interesting book to read in lockdown. Yeah, this was non fiction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's called, yeah, Lost Connections. He basically says that we've all kind of been sold this lie that depression is a chemical imbalance in our brain, and people become depressed and then they're just put onto antidepressants without really mm. getting to the root of why they're depressed. The cause, yeah. And so he has these kind of nine connections, and he basically says if you lose any of these and they seem really simple but when you think about it you it just makes so much sense as to why someone will be depressed um nine connections if you lose any one of them then you're probably like that could be a really key reason and it's just simple stuff like you know not having people around you not having those social connections not having a job that you like not being able to kind of see the future not being able to see far into the future not having that sort of long-term vision of your life um, I can't actually remember what the others are, but, <laughs> <laughs> but all equally important. Do you know this book was written before lockdown, and what is just so depressing, to, to pardon the pun, but what is bad is this just feels like so weird to read. It's hitting differently because I'm just like in this pandemic, we've basically lost all of these connections. Right. So it may, it's it's. This book basically says, like, if you're isolated or not able to see your friends all the time or you can't, like, go to work and have a job that you love every day, like, that is puts you at really high risk of being depressed or suffering from mental health problems. And I think we are all... That just makes me think, like, I wouldn't be surprised if the whole We're, world went into... Yeah, totally suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, I, it's just, definitely... I wonder what this author would say if he knew now, looked on, like, a year and a half or two years. I just thought it was very interesting. I, I think it's a really interesting read, actually, as someone who doesn't really like non-fiction. Um, it's just, I think it was a really interesting way to look at um, depression and mental health. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. Yeah. Um, I hope you guys have all enjoyed our little quick 
Chinwag. Chinwag. Join us in a couple of weeks' time for another, guys. And if you like the podcast, uh, you should subscribe or follow on Spotify. Um, ah, Holly, thank you so much for joining me. It's always a pleasure. Like, I've been begging you. <laughs> I've just I've randomly been saying, like, do you think I'll ever go back on your podcast, Karen? You actually have been dropping hints. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't been picking up on them very no, often, I have to I really say. I really enjoy being been... on the podcast. It's it's a fun time. Babes, come back. I mean, I'm saying come back. We live in the same house. Well, so. not for long, but... I know. Oh, time to say goodbye. That wasn't quite right. Was... There was something slightly off about it, but at the same time, I kind of feel like it did work.